The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Scott Wapner with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. Carl and David have the morning off. Let's take a look at futures right now because they are reacting this morning to St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard. They're off the worst. Uh, yeah. levels of the morning, but it's down across the board. Our roadmap does start with inflation fueled volatility. Futures tumble. As we said, St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard was on squawk, says they're seeing more inflation than expected. Dow on track now for its worst week since January. Plus, commodities crumbling, the price of everything from lumber, copper, gold and Bitcoin all continuing to fall sharply as Chinese regulars, regulators excuse me, step up actions. And the meme effect New reports that the Reddit-fueled focus on AMC, GameStop, and others has upended everything from trading volumes to how large investors play the market. But, Jim, we should start with the other Jim Bullard, who made some headlines on Squawk Box. He was certainly more hawkish than maybe the market wanted to hear. Yes. I mean, look, uh, James has been infinitely more uh, dovish in the sense that he really wanted the economy to come back. And like a Jay Powell, wants to get as many people employed as possible. But I think he pretty much said that a lot of what our job is pretty much done when it comes to uh, buying bonds. And he did kind of just say one of those things where I think people said, yeah, why is the Fed still buying mortgage bonds? That makes sense. He made common sense. The only thing that he didn't do was acknowledge that the commodities, which everyone was really worried about on Tuesday, have completely collapsed. Oh, my gosh. It's you a wanna... stunning. A lot of commodities are now down for the year. Look at the, the declines. You know, palladium. I mean, these numbers have fluctuated, too, and right. they've been volatile. So right. it may not be the most accurate, but it certainly gives you a picture. Palladium down 11 percent, platinum 7, corn 6, copper 5, oil 1, soybeans 12, lumber 11. I mean, if that gold, the worst week in 15 yeah. months. So, I mean, look what they've accomplished without raising anything. A one-two punch of Powell saying, don't worry, uh, we're going to pull them forward a little. But if the, uh, we get another outbreak or uh, if things slow at all, then we, we're cool. And then you send Bullard out, and maybe it's totally uncoordinated, but it just seems coincidental. And Bullard says, look, you know, we, we're going to be doing some tapering, obviously, because things are good. You want to you listen to Bullard real quick? Let's no. listen to Bullard and we can oh, talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm listen sorry, to Bullard. Yeah. No, it's all right. Let's listen and we'll, uh, we'll come back and chat. Of course I want to hear Bullard. <laughs> We were expecting a good year, uh, a good reopening, but this is a a bigger year than we were expecting, um, more inflation than we were expecting. And I think it's natural that we've uh, tilted a little bit more hawkish here uh, to contain inflationary pressures. You know, the other thing he said was, you know, at least in his mind, he sees the first rate hike, Jim, coming at the end of 2022. Right, that unsettles look, some people to, to hear that because should. it's a, it should. It's remember, a little earlier than, than no, some I mean, had hoped or he, thought. He is, is saying a lot of what people thought Powell would say. But this one-two punch has pretty much done the job, I think. I think we're going to look back at today, maybe uh, Monday, Tuesday, as watershed days where the Fed did mm. what it's supposed to do. 
It actually literally talked things down. And interest rates are down big. But I also think, uh, as our colleague Steve Leisman this morning tweeted. That's right. Um, thank you for the, the segue there, because Leisman did tweet uh, this morning, uh, quote, from where I'm sitting, Powell has managed not just to avoid a taper tantrum, but found taper tranquility. True, he's not tapering just yet, but they're talking about it, and bonds are rallying. That's already better than in 2013, he said. And while I'm betting the Fed is, quote, not displeased to see some froth, Jim, come out of stocks, someone is going to notice soon that lower bond yields argue for higher stock right. values. At least it makes a lot the of sense there. part there we is, missed him is this from week where too. I'm sitting, because we don't know. Uh, but what I liked about what Steve said is, once again, you go and you do this talk like, uh, like Jay Powell did, and, you know, the 40 people raise, hey, don't you have to, don't you have to do it? And he says, no, I mean, we'll do it. looks like 2023. You send Bullard out, and Bullard, who's a noted, a noted I, I'd say, dove, and a very thoughtful man. Obviously, uh, five, six years ago, I had quite a tip with him. But I, hey, oh, that's right. Bygones be that. bygones, right? And even if I'm from Philly, and I just think <laughs> that they've accomplished a lot of what they've wanted. Uh, they do have to raise it. I mean, look, everyone knows the economy is pretty good. But but Jay Powell's been saying, can we get minority employment? Can we get Hispanic employment? Can we get African American employment better than it or go back to what it was in 2019? But they're doing the job. And I think it's rather amazing how smart they are. They're doing it so intelligently. They're getting it done without making it so that we're suddenly like, like in 2015, when uh, Janet Yellen did a, you know, hey, obviously the economy's really strong. Let's start the rate eggs. Boom. And then, of course, oil collapses and she didn't do as good a job. We have to grade these Fed chiefs. We can say that they did a good job or not. I mean, it's no different from saying that that certain coaches we know did a good job or not. And I think they're doing a great job. I don't think you should buy here because we're seasonally. This is it. This is 22 out of 22 times, as my friend Larry Williams has said, these days have been down. So today and Monday, Monday I mean, when you were when you were asked by Andrew in the last hour, what would you buy here? You were emphatic. Nothing. You said no. I mean, it was a one two punch. First of all, he asked me, uh, what would you buy here? Second, he has the guts to, to come out for the Hawks and needless a needless and gratuitous slap at me. And I, I do think, well, which, by the way, that he's probably going to be right. But I, I definitely feel that the numbers say today and Monday are weak, and then the next four or five days are weak, and then you have a great trade. So let it come in. That's what they're telling you. Look, guys, we're trying to get the froth out. It, it, acknowledge that. Now, they did everything but say that AMC and GME should be down. Can you imagine that at Bullard? They put out someone on... Uh, on the meme stocks? Yeah, they said, listen, the meme stocks, we've had enough. Or Adam Aaron comes out and says, you know what, i got to do 500 million shares here because this, this is game one. Or Ryan comes, Cohen comes on, now he is the putative CEO, but not really, of GameStop and says, look, we're going to open up a crypto bank in 4,000 different stores. He refrained from doing that because he didn't want to be right on top of when I've said it, which would give me too much credit. You know... In terms of what to do in, in the market, even let's let's take these seasonally bad days okay. out of the picture today right. and Monday and sort of broaden it out. Yes. Global equity funds see biggest inflows in three weeks. That's according to Lipper. Well, that was obviously while while B of A flows show the sixth consecutive week of tech redemptions. OK, so, so there. There you go. OK, so you buy. What's tech, up with that? You stop. Enough with the oils. I mean, it was a great run. Enough with the Cummins. Great run. I mean, we don't even know what China's going to do. Who knows? Who knows what China's going to do? Uh, 
what you focus on are, is what you last heard that was great. So I listened to Adobe last night, Shantu Narayan. <laughs> this was Adobe's best quarter. Stock's up ever, this morning. Ever. It's best quarter. And Shantu was so confident. And it was just a beautiful call. It was well orchestrated. It was Brady-like. He was Brady-like. Now, he's never been compared to Tom Brady. I just did it. Uh, and it was beautiful. Okay? NVIDIA, NVIDIA, which is the name of the new dog we should get this weekend. Nice call this morning well, on NVIDIA, right? Well, how about yesterday? It was a big. So you let NVIDIA come down, and then you jam Ola, okay? And then Amazon, all right? Let it come down, and then you give the shorts the business. You know what I mean? And let the memes, I mean, enough, enough, guys, whoever is. Actually, it's only like two people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, AMC. To the moon. Hey, you know, guy caught me this weekend for drinks. I love the guy. 86 in Doyle's death. What did he caught me for? To the moon. I'm not going to the moon, okay? Uh, the moon is not where I'm going. I saw these. I am y- going to go to, to uh, Long Island, I- but I'm not going to the moon. I'm going to the Hamptons. Like, you know, I'm going to West Egg. There's a phenomenon, Jim, going on in, in this it's country everywhere. with retail. I mean, it's everywhere. I was, I was at a, a restaurant last night. And I see these three younger guys, and they see me, and they, they wave. And you know what they say? Everyone's going to the moon. They say, to the moon. The yeah, three well, of them say, to the moon. These guys are running too close to the sun. They're off course. Uh, I think that this endless buying of AMC and GameStop, I find it quizzical. Retail, I'm wondering what you think about sort of, we're having this conversation about what you should do in the market. Right. And this retail presence that seems to be, forget how it ends, okay? Because we don't know right. how it ends. No, we don't. But it seems to be entrenched in, in, in the market. Did you see that story in the journal today about just what retail has meant to the overall market? The first yes. half of 2021, yes. new brokerage accounts from retail right. matched the total through 2020. In January alone, retail accounted for 26% of all shares traded. But this traded. is good. We just want them to buy more than AMC and GameStop and clean energy. And I'm the sure they, got, they are. They, when did, it's just... No, they're not. They're buying what Kathy's doing. It, all these people in their first name, they're buying Sher, what Sher's doing. You know, like we got, I mean, it's, Kathy's not a stiff. Frank, I mean... No, she averages down. She loves to average down. And then she was in there. She'll average down for DraftKings. And I like DraftKings. But I, I have to tell you, when you get companies like Lenar that report these unbelievable quarters, there's someone at the Fed who says, I don't like how well Lenar is doing. But that's not the way Jay works. But I think going back to the retail, they have to start buying good stocks and stop buying the bad stocks. OK, uh, someone called me yesterday from the previous administration. He said, what are the apes doing? So I said, I've been in zoo age, in ages, but I support the apes. I gave some money to, I guess, to Jane, whatever. Jane you know, yeah, I gave her, so I sent her a check. There's no, the apes. I said, like, give it to me. And he goes, the memers. I said, oh, she says, they call themselves the apes. I said, they change their name all the time. But they, I'm glad they're in. I just want them to diversify away from, a, from AMC. Adam Aaron is a great guy. But I, and, and GameStop, and then whatever is the stock of the day. Like, remember Corsair? You see they jammed up Corsair? Yeah. And boy, the insiders were teed up. They were able to blow out stock right into the apes. And then they, they what did they hit the other day that was just so wrong? And Wendy's they hit, oh, Petco. Woof, woof, memesters. <laughs> they so, just jammed that oh. thing at 28, and then they were down there. So, but Petco, they, were, they lost so much money on Petco, their heads are spinning. It was a bell rung. 
I got to tell you, it was one of those things where it really, I, I mean, I almost put a red card out. Look, since we're talking about this, you know, the high growth stocks, right? Is, is, oh, you think they know what Adobe is? You think they know what NVIDIA is? There's a commentary this morning wondering whether the value trade's dead, whether it's over, that it's going to be back to growth. Rates are low, Jim. No, no, and even if is. Bullard is right. I love Bullard. What, I asked you the same question I asked you yesterday. What year is this? It's 2021. Yeah. It's June. You focus okay? on that? Yeah. So, well, Bullard's talking about, okay, I can see a first rate increase in the end of 2022. That's like a year, more than a year away. And rates are low. So so why not buy growth? Let the market come down. Let the froth come out and then do some buying. But let the froth come out and hope that the uh, the Robin Easters, the Robin Easters, they are. We had a good Robin Hood and we got a not so good Robin Hood. We got the foundation and then we got the the Robin Hood guys have to start thinking, I don't want to buy what's hottest. uh, That is, uh, I don't want to take it to the shorts. I want to invest. Don't take it to the short. That, that's not an investing style. To the moon's not an investing style, and take it to the shorts is not an investing style. Investing in great companies that are doing well, that are good growth, that's an investing style. And by the way, I don't think the value trade's over. I think that Ford at, at six times earnings, GM at eight with a lot of catalysts, and they get the semis, they're fine. A lot of the semis are actually cheap on next year. Uh, this, this, the cyclical stocks are very hard because we don't know what China's going to do, and the, the commodities collapse. They did it all. Jay did, between Jay and James, Wednesday and Friday, they bookended it. They get all the froth out. And now I guess they put out, who else can they put out on Monday to say, listen, I don't understand what a meme and the apes, what is that? And then we'll get those stocks down. I feel like there Did is... Did you see they said I'm the most hated man in America? It's the memers? Yeah. What they left out is I'm the most sincerely insincere man in North America. <laughs> um, once we get the smoke clear, right... I still feel like there's a fair amount of confusion. The smoke the fire. Well, today and Monday, as you, as you say, are historically right. bad days. Um, the smoke's going to clear. Yeah. And then, you you know, and then what? I, I feel like there's down. a lot of confusion, though, in the market. Like, well, people don't know what to do. It's not a ball of confusion. Listen to me. You let the market come down. You get the froth out. That's what's happening right now. With the, Remember, we all thought inflation was high, right? Well, if you crash the commodities, which is kind of like when soybean wipes out its gains, that is going to be in the food chain of getting things prices down. If they if the if the darn commodities guys uh, and the semiconductor guys were to start pumping and we can find some truck drivers, for heaven's sake, then we'll all say, what was that? What was that surge? I say stay the course with Jay. I'm with Jay. I got to get a button. So I think it was uh, Quintanilla uh, this morning. He's been tweeting, you know, a lot. Even tweets a lot of good stuff. I know. He, he, he cannot yeah, say off Twitter. Cheryl, the other day, the he book. tweets great stuff, though, and he tees up a lot of stuff for us to talk about. I think he said something like Fed one, market zero oh, as that. the commodities are coming down. So you think the Fed is winning? Is winning. Jay Powell's so much smarter than we are. Can we just own that? He's always been smart. But he still doesn't have a crystal ball, right? He, but he said he didn't have a crystal We're giving him ball. the benefit no, of the doubt. No, but he's making things happen. He's prepping us so much better than Janet Yellen prepped us, so much better than Bernanke prepped us, much better than Greenspan. All these people are icons, not here. The only icon is icon. That's a reference to your book. And he I is loved. an icon. Thank you. Uh, I do think the last three, that Jay's learned from the last three, three Fed chiefs, but what, what he went on, what did he go on when he announced three rate hikes? He was like going, well, he was like on a game show show or something. He was a Ellen. I think he was on Ellen. He was on wherever he announced oh that there were going to be three rate hikes. He's learned his lesson. He's getting it all done. So now we're not shocked at anything he does. I love that guy. I mean, we're not, you know, you know, oh, what the hell? I love him. And by the way, I am, I don't mind being the most hated man in the world. I'm Jimmy Chill. It doesn't bother me one bit.
All right. Chill for two minutes. We'll take a break. Futures, we said, off to a bit of a rough start ahead of the final trading session of the week. Let's go to the board. You see the Dow would open lower by 272. We are reacting to what Jim Bullard said on this network. It's the right way to do it. Yeah, well, there's the other point of view, too, from Tony Ressler's like, look, like, relax. Everything's good. I read this differently what, than the he people. Own, he owns it. He owns the Hawks. Well, what the hell does he know? Apparently a lot, based on the way your game ended last <laughs> Ooh, uh, the other night. Yeah, Hawks won. Ben Simmons none. Trust the process. More squawk on the street from the New York Stock Exchange is straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Up next, it is Kramer's Mad Dash. We are looking at the week today Dow leaders, though, led by Apple. Well, above 130, right? It's been stuck in the 120s, trying to push above 130. Salesforce number two. Microsoft's on the list, as Jim says, tech. And speaking of Jim, as I said, the Mad Dash coming up as we count down to the opening bell. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. And we have? All right, well, first, we've had a lot of pain with commodities and bond shorts. We know those guys are getting killed, right? The reflation trade, those guys are getting killed, mm. including the NDX shorts. So when the NDX shorts are getting killed, what you do is you just keep, remember, like, don't give up. Got to keep the foot on. Belichick tells us Amazon. And sure enough, here's a piece, Amazon, J.P. Morgan, talking about $28 billion in advertising. And it's kind of like the margins are amazing. That's what you do. You buy Amazon. If you want to keep your foot right, right on the jugular of the people who are short bonds, short NDX, long commodities, you do this. You buy Amazon. You've been all over this. I mean, this 
Why not? Yeah, as of a I couple weeks ago, you've been starting your, to say it was your favorite their, name within right. the fangs. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, it's Amazon Prime Day's coming up. Next week. I'm going to buy a nice pair of binoculars for the Eagles. I'm going to get the Zeiss. I had them all. I mean, the discount's going to be incredible. You don't think I should get the Zeiss? Get them. Yeah, right on Amazon Prime. But I'm waiting for Prime. So should you. Don't buy a thing between here and Prime. I won't. Prime's like, uh, like, uh, like a Singles Day in China. So that's what I want to do. Okay. I want to buy Amazon. Right. Again, remember, Bill Belichick, you're up by 30. What do you do? What would Portnoy say? I don't know. He's Try and go up 40. He's too busy eating pizza. <laughs> he is. He is. All right, Kramer's Mad Dash. Uh, well, we'll be right back. Uh, the opening <laughs> bell's just meant so bad. If you look in our fresh departments, uh, we would see more inflation there than in the center store as of right now. And a lot of that is driven by some of the things that happened during early in COVID a year ago. Uh, so when you look at meat and produce, uh, a little bit more inflation there. Historically, uh, that inflation has uh, been, been seasonal, so it's not something that's always uh, permanent. And uh, right now, we're still expecting inflation to probably be 1% to 2% as we look out. All right, that's the Kroger CEO, Rodney McMullen, yesterday on Closing Bell uh, with his take on inflation. You had Albertsons. Yes, uh, that's in Karen. He's thinking it's more 3 4. Uh, I thought that Rodney was great yesterday. Uh, he was on his game. The stock was down a dollar uh, early on, and he pretty much gave you a very good rap. I do think that these are stocks that if you think inflation's coming down, they won't work as well. Look, here's what I think happened. I think Jay was on his game. Buller was on his game. They showed you they're not asleep. They get the stock market down a little. They get the froth down, and everybody wins. So I think these guys are masterful. Uh, I think that Kroger is a very interesting stock if it comes in. They do have some uh, some labor talks that are coming up. Uh, I do think, though, that as good as Albertsons or uh, Kroger, it's Amazon. Remember, Amazon, Amazon's not actually doing as well with fresh food as people think. I've got some pretty good internal uh, uh, intel there. Uh, Walmart's doing better, but Walmart stock, which my travel trust owns, is woof woof, and I don't mean Petco. Man, I know you mentioned Amazon maybe in a different sort of context, but tech in and of itself is deflationary. Thank you. It's disruptive, deflationary, and the reason why Jay Powell has been reluctant to really ramp things up is, as he's been saying, look, I keep hearing that we're supposed to have inflation, and then we find a reason, find something that brings it down. If you go listen to the Adobe call, which I really think people should do, Jonathan Narayan, everything he's talking about is about being creative, being intelligent, but using digitization to bring down costs. So if you listen to him, you you will say, you know what, I get it. He's deflationary, and especially for small business. I want to, your, your point of view on, you know, Scott Minard uh, from Guggenheim. Yes. Here's what he had to say about inflation. He was speaking midday yesterday, and I think he was echoing a bit to what David Tepper has talked about and maybe what Tony Ressler uh, was talking about with Andrew. He said inflation is spiking, but you only reopen once. More than half of the total increase in CPI over the past two months has been due to used cars, rental cars, hotels, and airfare. Core inflation will decelerate sharply next year as supply disruptions ease and demand cools. Fed hikes are still years away. We remain a long way from inflation and employment objectives. It's a more bullish view. Look, it is. I agree with that. Look, we had a lot of stimulus come in. That stimulus has to run off. We still have a lot of people making 21 bucks 
an hour by not working versus 16, 17 by working when, the, uh, when we get the benefits, when they go away. Uh, the stimulus is causing a lot of the buying. Look, I, I think that Jay Powell is saying, look, a lot of these things, including the euphoria trade, the euphoria trade doesn't last forever. People go through their money. I look at receipts. I see people spending uh, on liquor. That does not last. Okay, that does not last. So I think that this is Jay saying it's, that even the buying is transitory. The excitement is just, it is just a great time in America. Okay, except for the people who are sick right now, and I feel terrible about that. But people have money. The stimu- they've got the stimmies, and you can either go buy liquor or go buy AMC. That's really what younger people are doing. So you just heard that was, the that was funny. I know. I'm sorry. I got to read the opening bells. The opening bells at the big board. Iway Show. It's a marketplace for secondhand electronics in China, celebrating its IPO. And at the Nasdaq, also celebrating its IPO today is Atai Life Sciences, focused on treating mental health disorders. So let me ask you this, playing off yeah. what you just what you just said. Why isn't Bullard this morning saying sort of more to the tune, as clear as a minored? Rather than sort of this more hawkish view, they're kind of talking about the same thing. Well, they want- but one sounds hawkish, one sounds dovish. Bullard versus Minard. Well, but look, I, I think that what these guys are saying is it, it, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. It's a good time. But we are trying to figure out we've never had this is our first pandemic. OK, it's also the ending of our first pandemic. And we know that people have a lot of cash. We know the balance sheets. Brian Moynihan's talking to the CEO of Bank of America endlessly. The balance sheets are better than they've ever been. So that means we're fine. We do have to eventually raise rates. We have to taper bonds. Why are we buying mortgage bonds? Good question. But at the same time, things are pretty good. So let stocks come down a little and then do some buying. That is not an outrage. Remember, I said that this day was going to be really bad. I've been saying it now. Ever since Larry Williams, uh, who's a great technician, yes, said, look, you, yes, today's really bad, Monday, Monday not great. You've really been pointing on Monday. By the way, Dow opens down 400. So, so what? It's the Dow's, you know, 37, 400 is like, come on, that's like 34,000. That's it's not a lot. Where's where's the pain where you may expect? And you've been looking. How's J.P. Morgan about, doing? I, I, I literally have J.P. Morgan on my screen, which yeah, you didn't even know. It's a house of pain. Right? We're, we're channeling each other. Down one and a half percent. That's so funny. I literally was pulling that up. Well, we have, a, we have a mind melt. Live long and prosper, okay? Goldman Sachs down by one and a half percent. Morgan Stanley. Well, you banks no be touch. Buying, banks you should no not touch. be buying those stocks. Those are the wrong stocks to buy. I mean, they've been rolling over for days now. Obviously, the Fed, the interest rate, the, the rates are just terrible for those guys. People should be getting a mortgage right now, by the way. The mortgages I'm being offered are obscene. They are like when my dad came back from World War II. They're unbelievable. And I do think that those are not necessarily the stocks you want to buy. Like those stocks were red hot. The reflation trade was red hot. You don't want to buy. You let Caterpillar come down. The oils. We had someone Cummins. talk about the super cycle. What about Cummins? You, you, you no, tweeted Cummins something is, about Cummins earlier. Cummins is a chart. Company. That's a chart for people who are a bungee jumping. Um, I like tech. I like high growth tech that's disruptive. And uh, but I don't think you have to buy it today. But you have to be selective out of the Fang Plus. Yeah. Well, you have, or you just you're, you're okay with all. Nef- I know Netflix, you like Amazon. Look, Netflix has a real good slate. I think Alphabet is very, 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 very good and not expensive. You back out the cash. What about Microsoft? Microsoft's fantastic. Saudi Saudi is doing an unbelievable job. I mean, look, anytime you can just be everyone splitting chairman and CEO, he gets to become chairman. He's now like Sinatra. He's the chairman. He's the chairman of the board. 
Um, I like, you know, I love that guy. I mean, yeah, people think, hey, you're, you're, you like Benioff, so therefore you can't like him. I think you can like them both. Well, I mean, I, I can, don't, I'm not playing that game. Well, you can like them, but I mean, they're, you know, the, liking him and liking the stock at the same time aren't necessarily the same Microsoft's thing. not, look, Microsoft's the more expensive. It's had a nice run, right? It's had a beautiful run. It can come in. It can come in and it not be the end of the world. It, it, look, the only, I, look, I'm not saying that ARC should be down like 15%. Arc being the archetype of the stocks that don't work right now. But I am saying, I mean, the highest multiple. But I am saying that with Twilio, if, yeah, after Twilio, Twilio's a good company. Uh, by the way, Snowflake's good. It's just that Snowflake sells at 57 times sales. That has historically been a price I don't want. Uh, but I do, and I wish I was, like, being facetious, but I'm not. But, I mean, Microsoft, look at that chart. I mean, that's just beautiful, but that doesn't mean it can't go. Not as good, but reverse head and shoulders developing. Uh, look, I just think let it come in a little. Why is that such a radical view to say you let think, it come in? I mean, you keep saying let things come in, don't buy anything yet. Do, yeah. do you think we're on the cusp of a correction of some no. kind? No, I think that we have a seasonally weak period. And that's we, it. We have a shakeout. Um, but I do think that when we are greeted everywhere we go with to the moon, that is a little worrisome. Uh, because that means what AMC goes to 100 or we take game. I mean, you know, it's you know, when you go on Wall Street bets, I'm going to say something that is, that may not endure me to them. They're not the most thoughtful posts. Most of them are so scatological. I can't even talk about them. I can't. And I, it, it, and I know I, I share their enthusiasm for the market, but I also believe in homework and, and, and study. You're still of the idea that it's all going to end badly. No, I think certain stocks. Look, Adam Aaron, whom I love, okay? He's from Abington. He was a galloping ghost. I don't mind that. Schwartzman, Sonnenfeld. But, you know, AMC needs money in order to play How offense. Many ra- I mean, what have they done? Three, two or three raises? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, and every time point. he raises money, the stock goes up. I mean, so wouldn't that mean you should raise more? A GameStop. I mean, what I'm saying is they are to the moon on a couple of stocks. But where are they to the moon Adobe, which had a great quarter? Where are they to the moon Twilio? I mean, you know, they, they don't, they just have two stocks. But they love those stocks. And then they do a stock of the day that they've been wrong on every time. Again, ill-advised. So it's like you have a tale of two markets still. And you think that the divergence oh, between... Remember that short squeeze they engineered? Yeah. The short squeeze in Bed Bath. They took that to 34. Bed Bath happens to have, yeah, have a good quarter and Bye Bye Baby doing well. But when you short squeeze it, you remember, they hate the shorts. That's their whole game. Who's ever short, they, that's why they went after Petco. Do they know what Petco is? I mean, woof. I mean, I'm naming my dog NVIDIA, right? I got a double header here. I know that Petco is not that good a stock. I like Chewy more. And I got a dog named NVIDIA. I, I've already done more work than they have. We're just going to continue to have this... The divergent markets, right? Yes. Two markets. Yes, until well, one the, market. Right. I, I think the Amazon Microsoft market's going to do better than the meme market. And not always are we going to be comped because with to the moon things. Even if rates remain low, you don't think there's going to be a lot more money going back into the, the ARC stocks? Well, I mean. Yeah, no, those we're kind of talking about the same well, thing. Well, she, she's buying. We're not, I know we're not just right. talking no, about two AMC arcs. and GameStop. There's two arcs. Remember, there's the senior growth, which for all of us would be junior growth. And then there's the crazy stuff that that is betting on uh, black versus red. Or you know, she got a lot of double zero in that portfolio. Yeah, but I mean, there's like, you know, I don't know, Zooms and, and Palantir. And no, that's the senior growth. 
and I, I, I let, Zoom has not exactly been a good stock, but I think Zoom can reinvent itself. Uh, I like Cisco very much. I think that's a very inexpensive stock. I thought you, you, buy that. I thought you were mad at Chuck Robbins. What? Because he's a well, he's a Hawks fan. Yeah, I thought he was giving it, giving you the no, business. He, he, te- he texts me with, with, <laughs> with two minutes left, saying, "Are you watching?" Yeah, meaning, are you watching the epic collapse? The implosion. They've 156 times that Sixers have been up 25 and one. Then there was this one. But no, I, I, Cisco is not an expensive stock. I mean, that's an interesting stock to buy into this weakness. I okay. like that stock. So then what about an Intel? I'm just sort of going no, back Intel's to... just getting its clock cleaved. There's a really good note today uh, about staying away from Intel to buy AMD. Oh, uh, Jeffrey says AMD? That was they, good, they yes. Like AMD. Over Intel. Yes. Now, AMD, uh, Lisa Sue has got the Milan chip. I am going to visit Milan at the end of uh, August, apropos of absolutely nothing. Uh, but I do think that AMD is crushing Intel. And so is ARM. And I do believe that ARM is going to be bought by NVIDIA. I think that deal is going to get done. Look at NVIDIA. Oh, that, but, you know, the guy said it was $900 price target. Broadcom is very inexpensive. Qualcomm is okay, too cell phone-oriented. Advanced Micro is going to close the deal with Xilinx in the next three weeks, and that stock's going to go higher, and Intel's going to go to 52.3 because Gelsinger comes on all the time, but he, doesn't, he does not have the horses. He's big, cat, no, uh, he's big cat, no cattle right now. What do we want to do with... I like the guy. An area we talked a lot about, you know, in the, in the days prior to today, uh, energy. Energy's right? wrong here. It's been up too much, and the Saudis don't want it to go any higher because then what's going to happen is we'll start drilling. Right now, we've exercised a tremendous amount of discipline. Plus, you're not allowed, you can't get any pipe built. But they did strike down, you know, the, the drilling in the, in the Gulf. You want to grab that? No, it's all uh, good. Okay. Uh, but I think that when I look at the oil patch, th- those are, I mean, someone upgrades Oxy today. And I want to, like, say, I want to throttle the guy. Well, it's like, are you kidding? Now? Now? I wonder if there's any coincidence because there was, it was said earlier in the week, it was a couple days, days ago, that Tepper was speaking at Robin Hood. Uh, no media is allowed there, but stuff always leaks out. And the word was that Tepper was talking positively about energy stock. Now, again, this is the right. secondhand word from allegedly what was happening at, at Robin Hood. If I were Tepper, I'd be and out Oxy, playing golf. But, but Oxy... But Oxy was specifically mentioned. Well, look, Oxy. So I'm wondering if the upgrade follows the, the comments. I don't know. Oxy, to you me, never know. I mean, it's had a big run, and it's done a lot of things that I think the balance sheet is saying that the balance sheet's getting better. Uh, what's really getting killed, by the way, are the uh, managed care stocks off of uh, uh, the Supremes going 7-2 on uh, affordable health on the, on the ACA. Did you see that? Supremes. I'm looking at this headline right now. Goldman Sachs. This is on CNBC.com, by the way. Goldman Sachs ramps up Bitcoin trading in new partnership, <clears throat> excuse oh me, with Mike Novogratz's Galaxy. Taparuni McFaddy. Um, so that's what's now Bitcoin's no, up. No, I, I own some Bitcoin. I'm Bitcoin's just claiming down. the house Bitcoin's is 37,000. No, but those are like, let the speculative stuff come down is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let the speculative stuff come down. Uh, Adobe, the bulls are starting a little too early. I would let that come in a little and then I would buy that. That's one I want to buy today, but I want it to come in. But I am saying, look, I am, I am bullish, okay? I'm bullish. But seasonally, and the combination of Powell and Bullard, takes them off the table. June swoon. Takes, takes them off, yes. And then, than, Seth Selling May, that was idiotic. That's just, a, that's like E.E. E. Cummings or something. Remember those classes you had to take? Hasn't Part worked. Poetry. In, it hasn't worked in a while. No, but the June swoon is for real. 22 out of 22 times. But then literally, let me, let, let, let's be clear. So we have a June swoon, but then you think the rest of the summer and then into the end of the year. We'll be fine. We're good. 
uh, you know, it's a Leisman, what Leisman said. I mean, rates are really low, so you buy high growth, but not super high growth with no earnings that sells at 58 times sales. Or, uh, uh, you know, the ARC method where they like pre-revenue. See, I think pre-revenue, that's kind of an oxymoron. Have you been looking at biotech lately? If you're, talking if, about- you're, if you're buying pre-revenue, I'm telling you, I'm putting you in concussion protocol. <laughs> the, the, the Qs have been around a high, right? Like, a, you know, a, a high. Um, led by biotech. Since we're talking yeah, about that's, growth that's and we're talking about into. tech and we're talking like, about the NASDAQ. Oh, that should come into. That was the Alzheimer's, you know. Oh, the Biogen? Well, I think there was well, a positive call Let me tell you what I know Biogen about that. Today. You see this? This is who I work for. Can we get that? Yeah. It's called the American Brain. This is says American Brain Foundation. They're not all over the Biogen drug, believe me. And the pricing on that is ridiculous. And the HMOs aren't going to buy it. You, UNH is cracking here, which I think is very interesting. It's a pretty good company. What did you make of the um, talk about a reopen trade? You see that double upgrade on Delta Airlines? Well, Wolf Research outperformed. Delta does have good international. Stock's not getting a lift De- off that at well, all. Well, today's not a good day, but look, I think that Delta. Again, Delta's had a very good run. Ed comes on TV, Ed Bastian. Yep. I, maybe he should spend some time at Delta. He, he seems like to be, he's, he'd walk a mile for a camera. Uh, but I, I Ouch. do. But I love Ed. <laughs> Will you give me a break? I love funny Ed. way of showing it. Well, yeah, I have funny ways of showing I'm fulfilling. <laughs> uh, but I think Delta's good. They're going to do international. But I like Southwest Air. Gary Kelly, when he comes on, he's so serious. I love that. Alaska Air also, by the way, uh, gets Airplane gets Alaska? Bumped. It's not bad. Jim Labenthal, Farmer Jim, you know, on the halftime show. Love that guy. He's loved Alaska Air for a long time. He, he was, uh, he's really? been talking about it earlier than a but lot see, of See, look at these. Both Alaska Air and Delta, they've had a very big run. I, I don't want to buy. I want the very big run stocks to come down, Scott. That's all I'm saying. I want them to come down. Like the action in uh, AMC and GameStop today, or AMC, I mean, that's, are they, like, joking? It's not a game. It's not a game. It's investments. You know what those guys are like? They think it's practice. <laughs> Bob Pisani. We're going to Bob Pisani now. AIM's 30 million shares. I mean, guys, come on, guys. Bob's another Philly guy. He, rem- he remembers the Iverson practice thing. Oh, my God. Hey, Bob. It, it, it was so... <laughs> So depressing sitting there watching him watch that game the other day. The, here's what's going on, folks. It's the slow dissolution uh, of the value trade, the early cycle trade, the reopening trade, whatever you want to call it. Look at the sectors today. They're, the market is telling you what they're doing right now. So there you see banks down, energy down, industrials, materials down, tech not down much. OK, that's the reopening trade. That's the value trade. That's the cyclical trade. Again, a lot of different words, but that's what it is. So take a look at what's been going on this week with commodity stocks. By the way, NVIDIA, a lot of the semis are up. AMD's up. Uh, Amazon's on the upside here. We've talked about the dissolution of the commodity trade. This is the reopening trade, the cyclical trade the value trade here, copper stocks, steel stocks, gold mining stocks, agricultural futures, which you can own in ETFs now. It's really remarkable how they've developed these ETFs and oil services here. There it is. There's the cyclical trade here starting to come a bit unwound. Why is it coming unwound? So here's where we are right now. The the big problem, and Scott mentioned the confusion, and he's right. Where are we in the economic cycle? Is it early cycle, mid cycle, late cycle? What the heck is going on? This is why you're getting these crazy 
moves in sectors all throughout the days these days. Markets are more worried about weaker growth now than they are about inflation. The, at least the Fed is clearing up some of the problems, despite the confusion they caused in the past about this. So the Fed signals are implying we are really in a mid-cycle. What's, what's that? What's a mid-cycle? Well, the early cycle has been buy the value stocks, buy cyclical stocks. We're past that now. Mid-cycle is where you still have growth and earnings still strong, but they're starting to decelerate. And this is the big debate about the third and fourth quarter. Still strong, but starting to decelerate. Interest rates still are relatively low. And you would traditionally buy tech stocks, which, by the way, is exactly what they're doing this week. There's some debate. Some of the more bearish people think we're in a late cycle or maybe heading into it in the next couple of quarters. Late cycle would imply higher rates, higher inflation, uh, higher P.E. ratios. And in that situation, you buy defensive stocks like consumer staples. We're not there yet, but there are some bull, uh, bears out there that are arguing we're heading in that direction. The only thing that's good that's happened this week is the Fed is uh, trying to hold the market's hand, not just on inflation, but on where we are in the economic cycle. And you can see the market reaction. So the big trade all this year, buy value, buy small cap. What's been the biggest move up? Small cap value. That's been the biggest trade this year. What's down the most this week? Small cap value. They're unwinding the early cycle growth, uh, uh, um, cyclical trade. Value also starting to unwind a little bit. What's been doing a little bit better this week? All right, not a lot, but certainly outperforming is growth. We're going from early cycle. The market now believes we're going from early cycle to at least into the mid cycle. And some people want to debate when we're going to go into later cycle. So I know, Scott, you've been absolutely right on this. The market's been confused. And the only thing good that the Federal Reserve has done so far this week is at least held their hand and give some idea about, OK, we have to make a decision where we are in the cycle. And the market is deciding we're kind of in the middle of the cycle. Let's buy tech. Let's sell some of that cyclical stuff. That's what's going on yeah. right now. Scott, back to you. Bob, Wait, is that we, uh, we appreciate that it. That is perfect. Yeah, Kramer was nodding his what, head, uh, that is Bob. A perfect as analysis. you were giving your report, he really thinks you nailed it, right? Just perfect. I'm talking about perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, better you, can you, see the mar- you know that, what you do Bob. with perfect. the market, Jim? Perfect. What you do with the market, Jim, as you do all the time, is you don't overlay your ideology on it. You look at the market. You see what are the facts, what, what is actually right. moving in the market. And then you come up with an idea. What accounts for what the market is doing? Exactly. You don't do it the other way around. No, exactly. And that That's people listening the man. will know to do the right thing. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Good stuff, Bob. Have a good weekend, man. We'll see you soon. Okay. Later this morning on Tech Check, Adobe is among the top gainers on the S&P this morning. We have an exclusive interview with that company's CEO. It's coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Looking very much forward to that interview with John Ford and the gang. And as we head to break, let's take a look at a week-to-date chart of the 10-year note yield. Boy, look at that. Jeez. It's right back back at levels, basically, pre-Fed. So that tells you the kind of week it was. A spike, a drop, a spike, a drop. Squawk on the street. Be right back. Have a look at the S&P laggards. I gotta take it but with a grain of salt. I mean, micros, uh, micro, Micron has been at the top of the list in terms of leaders a lot this week. Right. Now it's taken a bit of a U-turn and given about three and a half percent of that back. There's Gap and Intel, which we just talked about as well. Up next, stop trading with Jim. All right, stop trading. Why don't you take a look at a chart ever since Farley became CEO of Ford? Jim Farley. This, yes, this is the stock 
to buy when after when this bottoms, then you know you can go back to value. I mean, this thing's now selling like six times earnings. Uh, you got the Maverick, that's pretty much sold out. The Bronco's pretty much sold out. You got the F-150 Lightning. Uh, they are spending more money per dollar than anyone electrifying. And remember what Farley said on my show. He's gunning for Musk. No one's ever gunned for Musk. He's gunning for Musk. So that's the stock to buy if you want to. I really still like the value trade. Even in a, in a week in which we had Mary Barra on the, on the show I think about Mary's, their uh, boost Ma- of spend for EV that as well. Stock, look, I'm going to say that stock's great, too. I think that stock, if you get that under 60 after what Phil LeBeau told us, these are two companies that where they dramatically raised earnings. I mean, these two companies are better than expected. Let them, th- those are going to be buys on when, Tuesday, when, on Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm going to come on the show Wednesday and I'm going to buy them. All right. What do you got on that tonight? I got a company called Flexport, and it's, they are at the. They know how come the ports are all jammed, oh. and I think the ports are a major part of what about what Jay saw us to do. Jay can't be a longshoreman, and he can't teach people how to drive trucks, uh, and he can't make semiconductors. If he could, then we would never have to raise rates. He can go to the longshoreman, though. He can go to the longshoreman, which is just killing it. But that also tells me that that's one of the two restaurants I own. That's my wife. You, business is good. Leave me with a quick thought before we let you go for the weekend. Dow's down about 420 right now, and your overarching view is no big deal. No, go study. Tough we week. have Shantanu Narayan on. Right. Go study, go study everything he says and take your cue from Shantanu because he's a brilliant man, and he tells you exactly what's going on and ease into those. Watch Amazon, particularly on Prime Day. Don't have to jump today. And watch the rails, because I think the rails and Ford and GM are the tell of when things are bottoming. I want you to have a great weekend. Thank you. I want you to go to the moon. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. really good with you this week. It's super fun, man. I'm going fishing. Super fun. Good luck out there. Thank you. Reel it in. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.